Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to doubt. When all the birds are singing in Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Hello. And welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. Hello. <laughs> yep. Uh, do we need to work that out? Do we need to choreograph that better? I don't know. Probably not. Love the Graps is a podcast about professional wrestling, um, where we go and watch some wrestling and then we talk about the wrestling. Yeah. Um, normally, night of, um, straight afterwards, we get home and talk about it. Yeah. Sometimes with a little bit of a uh, delay, satellite delay. Yeah. Um, and, and there are reasons for that. Yep. Well, but- one of them. Uh, well, well, is because I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, we were very tired. Yeah. Uh, uh, so today we're gonna we're gonna try and keep it brief because what we're gonna do is recap uh, a couple of things that we went to see over the big wrestling weekend over the bank holiday first bank holiday weekend of May, two thousand and eighteen. Um, I'm Chris. Uh, say hello, Alan. Hello. Those are the two um, two different people on this, so you can. <laughs> If this, is, if this is your first time listening, I'm the one who talks like this. And I'm the one who talks like this. There you go. Chris I'm, and I'm the good one. He's the bad one. Uh, you make your own decisions. I think, I mean, we can put it up for a poll. If, you, if you're feeling brave, we can put it up for a poll. Who I, thinks who's good and who's bad? I always win these. Who's, who is the most woke and who's the most problematic? <laughs> um, I think I win both, weirdly. Yeah, somehow. Somehow. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, dichotomy. It's a weird world we live in. Yeah. Are you a Gemini? <laughs> um, I don't think. No, I'm a Taurus. I don't know. No, we're both Tauruses, aren't we? Tauri. Yeah. Great. Don't that explains that something. No. I don't know. I saw somebody on the internet talking about, oh, it's because I'm a Gemini. And I'm like, I, is it? Is it? Probably not. It might be, though. You never know. Oh, what, because you were born within a certain month of yep. the year? I doubt it. Look, don't discount science. It's what? An o- it's an ology. Mm. Astrology. Yeah. You've got an ology. You're a scientist. No, that's not the way it works. That's just not, that's just not the way it works. Okay, so um, we went to two events, or I, I went to two events. Yeah, I only went to one. Yeah, um, and we're going to talk about the one that I went to uh, stag um, over the whole weekend, three days, yeah. and then we will move on to the show that we both attended yeah. um, on the Saturday evening. So what are we starting with, Chris? Well, it's Progress Wrestling Super Strong Style 16 Tournament 2018, presented live at Alexandra Palace. The it, People's Palace. The People's Palace. Uh, the, the the Rock Dwayne Johnson of palaces. <laughs> um, now... For those of you unfamiliar, Super Strong Style 16 is annual tournament that Progress Wrestling present. Um, it's the fourth one yep. this year. You've fourth been to all of them, haven't you? I have. I've been to each of them. Yeah. Um, started as a two-day tournament. has been extended now to a full three-day tournament taking place um, over Bank Holiday weekend in May. Uh, previously as... at the, la- the end of May, now yeah. moved to the beginning of May. Just as a thing. Second year, mm-hmm. three days. How do you feel that's working? Better? Um, I felt a little bit better about it this year. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was a combination of the weather, but also 
and and I'll get onto this when I talk about some love the graps. But I think the venue actually felt better suited for this sort of event. A bit more roomy. Yeah. 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 So I'll just I'm going to just dive yeah. into it. Go. So um, some love the graps then. Okay. And I'll go. I'll start with um, I went in with a lot of trepidation to Alexandra Palace. Yeah. Uh, they did an event there last September, um, which got. M- middling reviews and some pretty damning reviews in regards to the venue. Yep. Now, they, I know they made a few changes this year. They changed some of the layout by all accounts and they added some options in terms of more bars and drinking, um, sorry, food um, options as well. Um, and I think the whole... The, the, the whole sort of package felt like you were going almost to like a wrestling festival. Yeah. Because you were able to go in, you're able to watch the wrestling when that was happening, but then you didn't have to sit in the dark wrestling room and be sort of quite as compact as you would be in the electric ballroom. Yeah. Like in between things. So progress, uh, one of my major criticisms of progress has always been how much hanging around there is. Mm-hmm. Now, that involves two hours between the doors opening and the show starting. I was in a unique position this year because I didn't have to worry about the seat that I was getting. Now, you had a special little pen. Yeah. Can we talk about your special little pen? Well, so I was a um, good friend of the show. Um, uh, I'd say junior podcaster on yep. the Love the Graps stream. Our apprentice, um, yeah. our stable boy. Yeah, uh, Joe Atherton, he, uh, he he offered me the opportunity to go to Super Strong Style 16 as his personal assistant. That's what my ticket said. <laughs> um, so I went with Joe and we sat in the um, area allocated for his wheelchair and, uh, and, and got a good view. Again, it was a corner view. Yeah. Not my favourite view. But it was it was good view. It was unobstructed apart from the corner post. No Fight Club Pro style massive corner pads this time. Um, but also that meant I didn't have to worry about queuing for like two hours beforehand. Yeah. Um, but it did mean that you looked a little bit of a bell end at times. There was at least one point where I was the only person sat in the sectioned off uh, disabled area. So Joe had gone off to, you know, do what Joe does and, you know, um, mingle uh, and left me behind. So I was sat there and I looked, I don't know, I don't know what people must have thought. You sent me a photo and it was kind of half hilarious yeah, and half a bit borderline offensive. Why, why did you think it was offensive? I don't offensive? know, it was just kind of like. Let's let's just rope them them off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt a bit more like that, like on the first day, because yeah. it was just me and the Joe. The second day looked a bit better. Um, the second and, and the third day, like those areas were a bit more full. Yeah. And actually, that's kind of the 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 theme across the whole weekend was yeah. the the days got gradually more busy. Um, but yeah, I, I would give a thumbs up to Alexandra Palace for mm-hmm. this particular event. I'm I'm not a big fan of big wrestling shows. No. Like you know, in terms of crowd sizes and venue sizes. But my personal experience, and maybe it's not the same experience for you if you were like 10 rows back. Yeah, I saw a couple um, of photos from the back. But um, Which, I mean, they just look like photos from the back. Yeah. Um, any wrestling show of that size, probably outside of 
Wembley Arena, yeah, um, with its tiered seating up the yeah. side, you're going to get that kind of thing. But I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a couple of other things into this okay. to make it a bit broader. But Progress made a few changes um, this year. Uh, one of which is a new ring, mm. which I believe is higher as well, um, which would be better for people sat yep. at the back. Um, they got a large video screen, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty consistent. They they could probably do with bringing the hard cam a bit higher yep. itself because it, there were times when you, you just couldn't, even on the video screen, some of the stuff happening around the ring, they couldn't pick up right. because they would they were they weren't. M- you know, much higher than people's heads, really. And they weren't the live cam. mixing. It was just the they hard weren't cam live feed. mixing. It was just it was just yeah. a hard cam. They could. I mean, at this point, they should really be thinking about going towards that. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. Um, they are kind of behind the times in that regard. Um, they would be able to get their stuff up within twenty four hours online if they wanted to, because they got the commentary going live. Yeah. They all they need to do. I mean. It would mean replacing their current crew, which I think is the right is the issue. Started from the bottom, Chris. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that's the only yeah. thing stopping them is that they're so ingrained with the crew that they've got. They would have to bring in outsiders to do it, and there are loads of good people doing it. But they are, uh, if if nothing else, progress are very loyal to yeah. all of the people that they I don't work know that with. they'd even have to replace their current crew. It's just it just needs bringing in. I mean, someone like G Man or Jim Maitland. No, um, okay, maybe not, but it's to come in and and just help. It certainly means a replacement of the current equipment that they've okay, got. Okay, yeah, I get. And that might be something they're reluctant to do because I don't know what sort of investments Progress have made yeah. in that equipment. Because even watching at ringside, you can see, like from when I first started going to now, hmm. you can visibly see that they are using upgraded gear yeah. that they were not using back then. So maybe that's the thing. But one like one of the last things and I'm going to maybe the, I'll do this as a love the graps separate to okay. to that. Um they brought back the music. Yes. Now it was at Alexandra Palace last year or around that time but definitely at Alexandra Palace last year where I think it it really hit home how much the music was missed mm-hmm. when they moved towards their own proprietary yeah. um music um almost generic music for each wrestler and i think i i think the change must have been made because they understood that the atmosphere suffered at alexandra palace last year because of the like you know this coinciding um and by bringing the music back this year people were instantly like like i mean as soon as um who who was the first one out um, that we really noticed. It might. It was either David Starr or Angelico. David Starr, um, first match. Uh, first match was Pete Dunne against Doug Williams. Okay, yeah. But, I, I, I mean, I don't even know what Doug Williams' music no. is. But um, I think it, it might have been... I think it might... Uh, it doesn't matter. Whoever it was in the second match. Yeah, I think the tweets that um, I saw, uh, the person next to me was reading me out the tweets. Yeah. Um, and they were like, David Starr's got his music. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was yeah. David Starr, but whoever it was in the second match, yeah. I remember turning to Joe and being like, "Wait a minute, what's going on?" Yeah, the the that's the actual is actual music, mm. and that kind of continued uh, throughout the night. Just you know, just it's just the like the thrill of recognition. Yeah, really. That's it, that's it all that is. Also, that 
we, we've said before on the podcast, that's a big reason why indie wrestling got so big in this country, that they were running these venues where the music sounded so good. Yeah. And these songs became identified with these wrestlers. Yeah. And I understand why they did what they did, but what they did hurt the live experience. Yeah. And obviously they've decided to go back. I mean, WXW, um, they overdub the same piece of music right. uh, for every entrance. Um, PWD don't show entrances. Yeah. Um, and other companies just overdub the generic music. So I'd be interested to see what they do when the, the VOD comes out, but it sounds like so much... It, I mean, it sets the stage for a hotter crowd, yeah. which outside the entrances is what you want. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see whether this is a permanent thing yeah. or whether it was an acknowledgement that this these are big shows... We had pro- problems with the atmosphere last time we were here. Let's do something different. Mm. Um, I, I got somebody told me a, a story, and I don't know whether it's apocryphal that this all stemmed from them giving Angelico some music and him go, Can I just use whatever it is? Boomerang, yeah. bangerang, bangerang, boomerang, no, boomerang. Um, and and they were like, Yeah, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then everything fell into place. Because interestingly, Chris Brooks did not use his cramps theme right. for the first night, but then did on the second right. and third nights. And I want part of me thinks they were thinking, well, you've been in progress since the introduction of these new themes. Yeah, you have always had this theme. Yeah. So as far as we're concerned, you are established with this theme, and it was notable that his theme got a pop the second night yeah like it, it, i i think progress would like to think of themselves as an island but they're really not because no. they have drawn on so many other areas and so many other promotions from the, for their talent yeah i mean and the um, only reason chris brooks is in progress as such a big thing is that he and kid lycos at the time um were a big thing somewhere else yeah and part of that was the music I'll go one more Love the Grapsum, okay. shall I? And that was getting to see so many matches with the boys I love. So, I mean, there's a trio on this show that I got to see a lot of having real top quality matches. And that is Cassius Ono, former Chris Hero, mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. and Keith Lee. Yeah. Now, we've, we've spoken about the second and third of those mm-hmm. a lot on this podcast less so Cassius Ono because he's been well, he gone from the he? indie scene yeah disappeared yeah shortly before we started this podcast mm-hmm. um but he you know he was the big name for the tournament WWE contracted NXT enhancement talent Cassius <laughs> Ono um who you know was in the year leading up to him going back to WWE was the man he was, he was king of the indies yeah he was the man on the indie scene um and having him back here was it was a big coup yeah um on the third day they did a meet and greet with him um before the show and the queue went up and down the length of alexandra palace um and he 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 won through to the uh quarterfinal lost in a great match to tyler Bate, who unfortunately got injured had to pull out and um through some machinations involving a scramble match 
um, was replaced with Cassius Ono. Well, they set a precedent for that a couple of years ago. They did, Where yeah. Haskins pulled out. They did, yeah. Um, I was thinking myself, who's going to replace? I, I thought Trent Seven might have been a replacement. Yeah. Um, it would have worked, kind of, especially but, as he was facing... Um, one of the grizzled young veterans and they had to choose between their tag partners. Yeah. But Cassius Ono, perfect. I think it works better to have some somebody from the tournament go back yeah. in as it kind of keeps the integrity of that 16-man tournament, although that was kind of played with a little bit yeah. with the grizzled young veterans. Um, but yeah, not a bad match. I mean, I did, I, I miss, in fairness, I miss Cassius Ono's match against Chris, um, Chris Brooks on the first night. Um, but not a bad match amongst them. Um, I uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is the best wrestler in the world to me right now. The best wrestler that I am watching on a regular basis. Mm. Um, he is for, for deceptively entertaining. Yeah. Because you know his his gimmick is that he is a submission wrestler, but also he can either be like hilarious. He can be a fantastic dickhead mm-hmm. um, or he can be like intense. He The match that he had against Cassius Ono in the final basically involved him like egging Cassius Ono on to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And then he caught him. And that's that that's those sort of finishes are kind of are what make sort of wrestling unique because you can't like i don't maybe not unique maybe that's not fair yeah. but like it's one of those sort of things that is great storytelling yeah. in professional wrestling okay was there anything that really wasn't your graps okay yeah yeah um progress i think for me have always had a bit of a problem with like their storytelling stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure how invested I am in some of the story bits that they do. Um, but that's, uh, I can't, I'm not going to harp on this too much because I don't watch progress month in month out. Yeah. I watch when there's something that interests me, um, or whether if somebody's raving about something, I'll be sure to check it out. Um, and I went this weekend because it was, you know, it's almost tradition now. Um, but yeah, when they do some of the storyline stuff and they're trying to sort of shoehorn it in, I, I don't know whether it lands completely. The the, the current Eddie Dennis, Mark Andrews storyline isn't really resonating with me so much because there's like they, they've tried to paint these shades of grey. Mm hmm. But Mark Andrews is pure babyface. Yeah. So I don't understand how you can paint those shades of grey when he clearly hasn't done anything wrong. No. And Eddie Dennis is delusional. But unfortunately, you've got a crowd that will grasp those shades of grey and cheer Eddie Dennis because they want to cheer a bad guy anyway. And by having him sound reasonable at times, people are going to be like, yeah, yeah, Eddie was right. And like they're going to start booing Mark Andrews, and Progress really need to be careful because they they screwed up the thing with Travis Banks. Yeah. I don't care what anyone said. Although he was a great heel across this weekend, I love Travis Banks as a bad guy. Well, we know Travis has got if if there's one thing Travis has got, it's range. Yeah, um, but 
the reason he is bad guy now is because they failed to make him yeah. a strong good guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm worried that that's what's happening with Mark Andrews in this storyline. And another, like another example of this was they they had Jimmy Havoc cutting a promo on the last day after coming up short on a death match with Joey Janela, mm-hmm. which eventually led to I, I, I we had a bit of a back and forth about this, but I think they ha- they basically they did a really hot angle with you know an impassioned promo by Will Ospreay basically saying i want the old jimmy havoc we built this we should we're gonna face each other let's face each other at the big show in wembley and it was really hot for the crowd it's setting up a rematch of the feud that put progress on the map Mm -hmm. so it's like i remember we had conversations ages and ages ago before the brixton academy show that they had and basically saying it would be sad if Jimmy Havoc wasn't on that show after all he did there. And I think this is another example of that. They're going to the next level with a massive arena show. And to to have, you know, another go round between, you know, Jimmy Havoc and Will Ospreay is is a nice sort of nod to what got them where they are. Oh, yeah, I think I think it'd be Um, great. I mean, you know my issue with it. My my issue is just a, a pure one as a long-time wrestling fan that they did a loser-leave stipulation that they didn't need to do. It didn't add one bit of interest uh, to the match between Havoc and Osprey. Osprey lost, and they just ignored it. And when the, when you do that, why should I pay into anything you do? I, I don't know. I, 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 mean? I, 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 get, I do get your point, yeah. and I don't want to make this no, a no, big no. part, because I've got another point about this yeah. whole thing, which I didn't didn't click with me. Yeah. But I think, I, I worry that that's your pedantry getting in the it's way. It's wrestling's because, wrestling, mate. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling's wrestling. But so. there are certain things, there are traditions in wrestling. It would, if you don't no, adhere no, to stipulations, no, you can't, no, without you, doing the, the usual shenanigans of sneaking back you, rather than just being invited. I'm sorry, back. you can't cry traditions. You can't no, like you've got you to can't sometimes. talk about tradition. You have like, to. We're we're moving on. It's fluid. Everything changes. Let's go two counts, shall you. we? Let's go two counts. Don't be stupid. Um. Anyway, my problem with this was Jimmy Havoc was cutting a promo at the yeah. beginning of this, where he was, you know, he was upset that he. You know, he was basically thinking that he was an afterthought, which is he's kind of done before as well. Yeah. But he was basically, you know, Jim was on the apron and he was like, you're not you don't give me any chances. You don't think anything of me. But I put this company on the map. But it like it should have been done in such a way that Jimmy looked like an entitled whining bitch. Mm. But it didn't. The crowd got into it. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you're right. You're right, and the crowd shouldn't be against the promotion in favour of the villain. Yeah. Like that, th- that that shouldn't happen. And I think that I don't know whether uh, th- there's just a bit of balance there that yeah. they need to get. I and mean, we've said um, before, progress have have struggled having out and out villains lately. Yeah, um, their villains are too cool. Yeah, um, and that's obviously that's a consequence of yeah. that. Well, I'll do one one last, okay. not my graps, because okay. we're we're already running longer than I was oh, yeah, hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is they need to stop using Pete Dunne or stop putting him in anything of any importance? Yeah, because 
there was a Pete Dunne was eliminated from this tournament by disqualification um, for, after all sorts of weird shenanigans that did not play into the rest of the weekend. Mm. If Pete Dunne had come back and and got some measure of retribution against the people who got him disqualified, then at least I would feel a bit better about it. But it, there were cries of bullshit because he he got himself disqualified. Yeah. And it, from the surface, uh, probably deeper than the surface, it is because he is with WWE and cannot be beat. Yeah. And I understand that WWE want to protect that, you know, their asset. Um, whether they are protecting him themselves on their own show, I don't know. Like, you know, what is the WWE UK Championship to them? Is it, That's an afterthought. But Progress can't beat him. They can't have him beat. So why would you put him in a tournament? Like, just, just have him outside the tournament. Have him do exhibition matches, basically. Have him do some dream matches. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter whether he wins or losing, loses in those matches. Because they're not integral to your storyline. Have him defend the WWE UK title. Sure, yeah. Have him do anything yeah. except be involved in something of consequence. Because then you have to do some roundabout backdoor way to get out of it that the crowd are not going to like. No. And the crowd, that I tell you, I, the main thing of that is it didn't make anybody involved look good. No. So... Pete Dunne got himself disqualified after having a match with Zach Gibson, interference from James Drake, an extra interference from Jimmy Havoc, Mark Haskins, Flash Morgan Webster and Vicky Haskins, who were all completely ineffectual up to the point that Pete Dunne got himself disqualified. (laughs) How do they look good? Like, they look like absolute chumps. Yeah. And then he looks like an idiot because he got himself disqualified by hitting somebody with a chair. Like, he didn't need to hit him with the chair. He was already beating him. So, I, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, well, it's, but it's, but uh, anyway, I had a nice weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I did enjoy the tournament. It hasn't sold me completely on going back to see progress. They announced a bunch of stuff for the big show at Wembley in September that I, you know, I'm considering going to. I mean, I'm not completely bought into it just yet, but maybe I'll go. I don't know. I'm going to throw a question out for progress. Yep. Um, in that their growth is is fine, mm-hmm. and they're marching on and announcing more and more things, um, and they're growing as a business, and I like that. Do you think it might be time to give someone else the pencil and maybe they've reached the end of their creative um, endeavours for this for this period. Every promotion needs to, to shake things up once in a while. Do you think they need someone else to do the booking the, for a bit? The thing is, they've got three brains in there. Have they? So <laughs> Maybe two between them. Yeah. Um, but they've got three individuals, mm. and there's no reason why they can't bounce off each other and come I up with different things. I just think you can get things. stale. Uh, but maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, that the, the, maybe that's a question for more, you know, yeah. um, seasoned progress fans. Yeah, let us know. Like, if if you've got any strong opinions about progress booking and progress storylines, mm. get online and, and do let us know about that. Yeah, um, I just but, I just think traditionally when you talk about the wrestling business, there are two sides to it. The promotion and the booking aren't necessarily always done by the same people. No, perhaps so, not. You know, and and. 
Progress have definitely got their style hmm. when it comes to booking. Um, maybe it does need um, a bit of a shake-up, yeah. but who am I to say? Okay, let's move on to Eve. Okay. Um, the big show of the weekend for lots of people, certainly me. That's why I went to that one and didn't go to the others. Yeah, I rushed over on the yeah, Graps bus. And the, the Graps bus was a, a massive success. Yeah. Um, packed yeah. of people willing to give up half of Keith Lee versus Flash Morgan Webster and all of Cassius Ono versus Chris Brooks to make it yeah. to uh, York Hall. Probably didn't need to, as it turned no. out. But got, um, we'll talk about that got later. Got a brief mention in the Sunday Mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how good was that? Yeah. Um, the, I like the mirror. Yeah, it's all right. Kind of left leaning, isn't it? Well, always used to be a Labour supporting paper. I think it My still dad is. used to buy it. Yeah, it still is. It's one of the the few pure Labour supporting papers. I mean, left. it's still a tabloid. I'm not. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, there is that. Yeah. I never liked the typeface though. I never think. really thought about it. No, it's weird that. Isn't it? Okay, great. Move on. <laughs> okay, so Paris and Eve, uh, Wrestle Queendom, the the big show at the York Hall. Uh, Saturday, May the 5th, shown live on Fight TV yep. uh, around the world. So hopefully people use their WrestleMania credits uh, to watch that. I know you did. I did, um, yeah. So yeah. We, we've got it to sit down and watch uh, back whenever we like. And you've watched a bit of that. I've watched a bit of that. Um, and let's just jump it straight into the, the Love the Graps. Yeah. Um, they pulled it off. They did, yeah. We've been talking for weeks. We did a preview episode um, in the lead up about how this was a historical mm-hmm. uh, wrestling show. The biggest women's wrestling show in Europe yeah. of all time. In the West, I think. In the Western Hemisphere. Not the Western Hemisphere. We've uh, talked about this. Just ever so slightly the Eastern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're running their biggest venue ever. And, you know, br- bringing in their biggest crowd. Mm-hmm. Also, they've been building to it. Yeah. Like, they've been building to it for the best part of a year. Yep. Um, maybe a little short of a year. Uh, and, yeah, they pulled it off. Yeah. Um, I would say about 700, 800 people there. Um, yeah, let's say 700 to 1,000. Yep, somewhere along those lines. Yep. Um, very noisy crowd. Yeah. Um, perhaps we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, everything that was promised uh, was delivered. Um, they had a few issues with... In the uh, lead-up, yeah. Yeah, um, Ginny pulled out um, yeah. leading up to the show. Nicole Matthews being sick. And Nicole Matthews was ill, yeah. Pneumonia, apparently. Yeah, she was She was joking uh, a couple of weekends ago that she was wrestling with a cold. Yeah. Um, and they made a big point at Shimmer about her wrestling with a cold. Yeah, it turns out she had pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and the thing is with Eve, if you, if you go along to Eve... Um, I would say more than any promotion, it's weird that we just spoke about progress. They're, they're a punk rock promotion. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes means that things are done a little bit seat of the pants. Yeah. Um, and I had a, a tiny worry um, that things might not go exactly as to plan uh, because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Yeah. Um, and maybe one thing did slightly, but again, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I'm just so happy that before the eyes of the world, the Reeds and their their army of helpers pulled it off. Yeah, certainly. Um, I've seen a lot of buzz about this after mm. the show. Um, a lot of people raving about it. A lot of people who are disappointed for having missed out. Yeah. Um, I, I know. You know. I haven't. Like, I I went to progress the following day and a lot of my conversations that day were dominated by how good the show the night before was yeah 
and not about how good day one of super strong style 16 no. was um i think <clears throat> i think everybody involved needs to be really proud yeah. of what they've done um and they need to look to whatever's going to happen next yeah um uh, what else did you what what is there anything specific that you liked about it or is it all just general because well, it was then i think my next love the graps is again a general one but yeah. also a little bit specific in the every match was good yeah um usually on a show like this you'll you'll get a, a, like um, a, a match where you have to take a bit of a break yeah or something just won't work um but every match from the cage match at the beginning the the war games rules not war games um which was just intense and um intriguing and uh it grew um as these matches should yeah uh then you had a comedy match then you had a car crash of a ladder match car yeah. crash in a good way yeah um occasionally a bad way yeah, but again yeah. we'll talk about that later um and then you had three two dream matches and the match that they'd been building to um for the best part of a year uh and every single match was great and every single match was different oh yeah yeah actually that i mean that's a good point um like it, it's been said a hundred times about professional wrestling is that it's like the circus it's a variety mm -hmm. show you know if you if you're not into the lime lion tamers don't worry the trapeze artists will be on next and that's what we got yeah with this because you start off with the lion tamers in the you know the war games match and it's instantly followed up by a you know a fun comedy match yeah, the clowns came out yeah the clowns come out uh, and then you got the trapeze following on with the ladder match. So, yeah. um, I think like it was good not only for um, seasoned viewers of Eve and mm -hmm. attendees of the at the um, Resistance Gallery, but also for the new faces that they've pulled in. Yeah, the um, new members of the audience intrigued by uh, a big scale women's wrestling show. We've got. You know, listen, listeners to this podcast that attended for their first time. Mm -hmm. um, we know a whole bunch of people that went there for their first time uh, this weekend. And having that variety uh, means that it's never going to get stale. Because I, I know, having talked to some people, there are still people with reservations about women's yeah. wrestling. Uh, or what it can be yeah. and what it, how it's presented on other shows. Mm -hmm. Because generally speaking, on most british wrestling shows women's wrestling is one thing it's yeah. the women's and i match. think that's the important thing about this that this belied the idea of the women's match yeah because there were six completely different women's matches yeah um and one of the one of the the big problems i've always had with the chant of women's wrestling is that it's not a style it's a it's half the population not yeah. half the wrestlers' population, but you know, half the population didn't hear that at all. No, on Saturday night. Would not you a prefer chant if the chant was women wrestling? No, we're chanting to acknowledge that women are wrestling. No, it's no. it's deeply patronising. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they got out there, they had the chance to show what they could do in so many different matches on such a big stage, should make some other companies think twice about how they present their women now. Yeah, it won't, um, but it should. 
No, and I, I think actually, I mean, that's a bigger thing about Eve, though, isn't it? That, that people should be looking sideways at what they're doing and say, actually, women's wrestling or the wrestling done by the women can be more than we are giving it time for. Mm. Um, it's not just a time thing. It's, it's just the way it's presented. Yeah. Um, I think there are promotions that are kind of doing, you know, slightly better, or at least I think... In the most cases, it's where they are presenting intergender wrestling. Yeah, where the women probably get a fairer shake. Yep, I would um, agree with that. I, I think Riptide are doing a good job. Yeah, with it. Um, I think Fight Club Pro, generally speaking, do a good job with it. Although I think they could do with some more faces mm-hmm. in there. Um, but yeah, the ones where women's wrestling is still kind of ghettoized and reserved for one match per card, like, and it's a token match. Yeah. They need to wake up and, and yeah. sort of think about that. I mean, it, it's slightly unfair on progress because it was a tournament weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had 24 matches across three days and only two of them were women's matches. And one of them had six women all just shoved in it. Um, and the other one was for their title. And it's kind of... I mean, on, on the one hand, progress are, are okay because they've got two women's storylines going. <laughs> Because their title holder is not part of the main women's storyline. Mm. Um, but that it seemed to me on the same weekend that Eve did this, that that just looked a little... Yeah. You know, it's not like I mean, the women weren't in town. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's still worth... Maybe, maybe it's not worth saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. But there are way more male wrestlers than there are oh, women's yeah. wrestlers. Yeah. And... Whether you like it or not, the the quality um, proportion, maybe not proportionally, but there are way more top male wrestlers mm-hmm. than there are top women's wrestlers. So there are going to be times where somebody is trying to present the best possible wrestling card, mm. and that means they're not going to be able to have equal representation. No. Now, I think more should be done to try and redress that balance. I don't know who is best placed to do that. Yeah, because, um, I mean, you could say it's it's a fait accompli um, and a, a kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're not going to get better women yeah, on your exactly. cards unless you put more women on your cards. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I do think, yeah. But that's a whole other That's a whole other story. conversation. One more love the graps on for Eve. Um, the crowd. Yep. Uh, massively hot yep. all night. Um, I've heard people who watched it um, at home remark about how loud the crowd were okay um the york hall uh for all its faults and we'll talk about that in a minute um when the crowd get going the noise does get trapped in there um and it really worked as you said there were a lot of people there for the first time uh and i could see a group of them known to me up on the balcony (laughs) um and they were having the best time yeah um, and we spoke to a group of uh, men's wrestlers from the men's wrestling up on the hill um, who had come down after their show to catch the Eve show. And they loved it. Yeah. Um, they were having the, the best time. Yeah. Um, and again, that was that was a risk with Eve because Eve can sometimes be a bit divisive. Yeah. Especially with their politics, yeah. um, which they didn't shy away from. They didn't emphasize on Saturday, apart from Emily's usual pre-show speech. Um but they didn't shy away from it. It wasn't like they sanitized their, their entire mm-hmm. uh, production. Um, but it seems that the people who gave them the chance um, not only loved it, but reacted to it in a way that really helped the show. Yeah. 
I, I would definitely agree with all of that. I think York Hall's a weird one, and, and as you say, we'll probably talk about that shortly. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere where we've shied away from going, and part of that is because of the crowds there. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I've had difficulties with the type of crowds that attend Rev Pro shows at York Hall, um, which might be interesting this evening. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what we get. Um, but this was a completely different crowd, mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, that's it. That's interesting to me because that there are going to be, sometimes you're going to get the same people go to the same venue for the same wrestling. Yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, and then when some other wrestling comes in, are you going to get the same crowd that are loyal somewhat to the venue because it's local or, or mm. whatever? Um, or are you going to get a completely different crowd attracted by the product that you're presenting? Yeah. And on Saturday, they definitely got a, a crowd attracted by what Eve present. Yeah. Um, I think some of that may have played to their detriment, and we'll talk about that, I think, yeah. um, in a little bit. Um, there was also somebody sat a couple of seats behind us who every time somebody sang a chant to seven nation art the theme of seven nation army they were singing oh jeremy corbyn which i thought was was an interesting twist because that's come full circle to now people just think that's a jeremy corbyn song yeah um whereas us as wrestling fans just go oh that's just the song that we do for all the wrestlers yeah um, I didn't see Corbyn there, by the way. I don't think he Anti-women, was Anti-women, isn't he? Yes. He hates women. Yeah, yeah. He's been, it's been that way in the Labour Party for yeah. some time. Um, yeah, uh, I think the, the crowd added something to it. They were like the 12th man on the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, that kind of helped take it to the next level. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Not My Graps. Now, one of the reasons... Uh, as well as being really tired and you falling asleep in the car uh, on the way home, that we didn't do a, an Insta pod as we mm. used to do, was I came out of that show not really wanting to criticise it because of what they'd achieved. Yeah. Um, but there were a few things that perhaps do need talking about. Yeah. And, and so let and let's not dwell yeah. on them too long. No. Because I think, for the most part, they are the elephants in the room that yeah. everybody has already acknowledged. Yeah, and the, f- and the first one is... I wouldn't even half of it is is not even Eve's fault. So yeah, you know. But let's talk. Let's let's talk about the York Hall, Chris. Yeah, and we have to talk about it. It might not be Eve's fault, but this podcast isn't about no. It's what, about what Eve has done. It's about us as wrestling fans going yeah, into a show. It's about the fan experience. Yeah. and part of that is Eve's fault. Um, so let's just talk about the 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 problem with the York Hall. Yeah, is that lately something has has happened in the York Hall in the past year or so. Um, I think they had some trouble at a boxing show there. Right. Um, the man punching. Yeah. Um, man punching attracts a very different crowd um, to the, the man grappling. Yeah. Um, and it's probably a, a more violent crowd. We don't know. Let's not make a yeah. judgment on that. Um, but I think there, were, there was a stabbing or, or, or something along those London lines. London is full of stabbing. Well, it is. Yeah. And that's obviously Jeremy Corbyn's fault. Yeah. Um, so the security at York Hall has been ramped up. To a ridiculous degree. Right. Um, I was right at the front of the queue. And uh, I had to empty all my pockets. Everything out of my pockets. Um, I had a bag of uh, lovely little badges. Mm-hmm. Which, um, if you see us at a show and you haven't got one yet, come and claim us. Um, and the uh, the security guard um, said, oh, I'm not happy about this. And she said to her colleague, 
won't the fans stab each other with the pins? And then she called her supervisor over who just kind of grunted and waved me through because obviously he's paid a little bit more than she is and has some common sense. Um, And it's just that ridiculous level of security, which meant that by eight o'clock, the start time, um, the place was only about a third full well ultimately it led to the show starting an hour late an hour late um and finishing an hour late yeah um and i think when you're going from the resistance where you can basically do what you want and yeah you've got 170 to 200 people in mm-hmm. there um and then you're going and you're you've quadrupled your crowd size yeah across the road you're getting a lot of people that uh experiencing you for the first time Mm -hmm. i think people are gonna be understandably a bit grumpy about like either the new people are going to be grumpy because this is the first time they're experiencing you or your existing crowd are going to be grumpy because they're used to just being able to walk in with their pockets full of knives (laughs) at the resistance and Um, and this was the thing that also um it's a similar size crowd to uh, the electric ballroom. Right. Um, you don't have this problem at the electric ballroom. No. Um, there are security there. The bag checks. They will have a look in your bag. Um, but mostly you get the crowd in. Um, it is a known thing. RevPro have gone to having an hour and a half to get their fans in before the show. So it shouldn't have been a surprise that it was happening. Um, and the knock-on of this was that there were people um, who arrived in time, good time, before doors opened, um, got in and had to miss the end of the show. Yeah. Because they had to leave um, to get trains and, you know, connections across London. And those people are the ones I feel sorry for. And I almost feel that the latecomers, um, which I'd include yourself in, yeah, yeah, um, got something at the expense of those people. And I think that was a wrong decision made by Eve. Um, I'm not saying they should have started dead on eight when, you know, they didn't have all the fans in, but really they shouldn't have gone an hour and wait till everybody was in. Because as I say, getting everybody in meant that some people who'd paid for a ticket and were probably really excited about going to that show didn't get to see all of it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's an argument to be made there, but yeah. also I got to see everything. So. Well, there is that. Um, I'd just like to say, fuck your call, which is awkward because we're going there tonight. <laughs> It is it is awkward. I think that part of the experience was terrible, but the atmosphere, once everybody was yeah. in, was good. So I want to be able to sort of separate those two things. And mm. I think if you're in a position, as we are, that we don't have to leave and yeah. and, and get the train home, like we still get to experience a full show, and it was a great full show. Yeah. So and, and, and part of that was your call played into that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't want to be like it's I think weird, isn't it? I it's... think yeah the the management of it was bad yeah but the building itself lent itself well to that event so it's 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 yeah. where do you place the most value yeah sorry your call I was hasty no no fuck the people who work in you how about that yeah or you know fuck the decisions that are made regarding the security yeah it's, like, it's weird because RevPro also run Walthamstow mm-hmm. um, and there's never the same problems there and it's it's East London again I guess it's not Tower Hamlets and um, perhaps it is a Tower Hamlets licensing no, thing I don't know. or perhaps uniquely because 
the man punching gets stabby. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to uh, another Not My Graps. Um, and let's just talk about um, injuries. Yeah. Um, there was one serious injury on the show. Uh, Leah Owens hurt her knee and a few people got banged up, um, particularly in that ladder match, which was a bit of a car crash. Mm. Um, that was probably because... Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, we've already talked about the women's match, that women don't get that chance to do matches like that very often. And two, everyone in it would have been trying to absolutely go 100 miles an hour to make yeah. sure they impressed. Yeah. Um, the, the most disappointing thing for me, that if Leah Owens is anything like me, um, is that she got hurt doing a really shitty spot. <laughs> it was awful and it looked terrible. Well, I, um, yeah, I think the reason it looked terrible was also the reason she got injured. Yeah. Was partly they didn't give themselves enough room no. to do that particular move. She yeah. it was she came down off a ladder to land on Millie McKenzie, yeah. who I think also might have picked up a little bit of a she scrape. Was bleeding a little bit, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she might have got a bit of a boot in the eye yeah. as a result of that. Um, and Sammy Jane got a knock in the face in the, in the, mm, the main event. She, yeah, she and looked, it's it's yeah. just I don't like to see anyone get hurt. No, and I just hope everyone feels a bit better and. Yeah, yeah, it's just not my grasp. Everybody, look after yourselves. All right, I'm seeing photos of people having death matches at the minute, and all I think is you yeah. are silly, silly boys. That was weird last night, wasn't it? The yeah. uh, the Anarchy Pro death matches. Yeah, it's just just yeah. behave yourselves. All it's, right, um, okay. Let's let's talk about one final not my grasp, and Go then, then we'll get this wrapped up. Um, we. We slightly came at this from two different angles. Yeah, can I we think. just actually preface this with the? I don't know whether this actually is strong enough to be a not my graps, as much as it is a general comment. Yeah. On on, uh, it's almost like a question about where Eve goes next. Yeah. For me, I put it in the not my graps because I thought that Saturday night was a perfect occasion to announce your next big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got 700 fans there. You've got, you're live on, on Fight TV. Um, you've got the eyes of the world on you. And that's where you announce what you're doing next. Um, Progress, over the three days of Super Strong Style, um, announced stuff for Wembley. Uh, they announced their American tour. And they also announced stuff for their next big show in Manchester. Yeah. Um, and they used a big screen well to do that. They used people coming out well to do that um and i feel apart from there was a, a garbled announcement about a hall of fame which was going on while the, well, the, cage, was, the cage was being down, taken yeah. down um eve didn't announce anything uh it would have been if if it were me um and i i had this information they may not have this information i'd have announced somebody for she won um in November, that especially as tickets went on sale so quickly after yeah. the show, uh, or or it would have announced that tickets were going on sale yeah. for she won um, at the show. Um, that was my point that it was a wasted opportunity. But you make a good point that um, where are they going now? Yeah, I, I think I, I, my, I, the only concern I have about this show is is this it? Mm. Is this like the top of the mountain for them. Do are they thinking, well we achieved that. Let's go back to the resistance and, yeah. and carry on. Um because as we know, they've got season tickets sold for everything up to the end of the year. Yeah. That resistance. Uh we just bought ourselves tickets to She One 
four shows in two days um, in in November. Um, we've already said on previous podcasts that we, in our opinion, they need to consider mm-hmm. whether they need to move to a bigger venue because they are selling these shows out month on month. Um, and they are now introducing a, a secondary brand, almost like the NXT of Eve in their evolution. Um, is that what they're called? Shevolution. Shevolution. Cause it could just be evolution, couldn't it? NXT. Yeah. So in, in their Shevolution brand, which is, is going to be some newer faces mixed in with some of the more, um, seasoned, uh, Eve talent. Um, they've said there will be a brand split. Yeah, there's going to be a draft. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, now, if there are all those shows happening at Resistance, what makes the Eve shows any different to those shows, really? Yeah. Um, now, are, are, are they returning to York Hall next year? It doesn't look like it. No. The way, you know, some of the comments <laughs> online. Um, and if they want to do a big show, do they go bigger? Do they try and find the venue? Because they didn't, they didn't sell out York Hall. No. Um, do they try and find the different large venue mm-hmm. that they can use um, that might not be as big as York Hall, but might give them m- more flexibility in terms yeah. of getting people through the door quickly? Um, and as you say, they didn't announce anything new. I, I think may- I think you made a good point. At the very least, they should have said tickets on sale for She One. Yeah this week i i just um, think it's a little bit like sisyphus are you familiar with sisyphus oh sure yeah me me and sisyphus go way back yeah um he was the man who had to put push the rock up the hill yeah and he'd get to the top and it'd roll back down he'd have to start again this was very much them pushing the rock to the top of the hill and now it just seems that they've let it roll back down again and now they've got to push back up and the having to push the rock up the hill is it's what they're st- is stacked against them as the the biggest all female company in the UK, um, the the premier, the the one with all the hype on it. Um, they're fighting the battle on behalf of women's wrestling. Yeah, and it is always going to be an uphill battle. It is always going to be pushing that rock uphill. And I just wish that they they'd taken a bit of time while they'd got the rock to the top of the hill to to shout from the top of the hill before rolling back down and starting well, again. I, I would hope that they don't roll yeah. roll back down. Maybe at the top of the hill, they just find more of a hill. Yeah. And they just keep going and keep going. Yeah. Um, and that's what, you, that's what you're hoping for. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy to go back to Resistance. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the Resistance. Yeah, we I love wish it. they were running somewhere bigger, because a bit more comfortable. Yeah, because um, we're old. Because we're old, because they've got creaky creaky bones yeah um and i wish that they had something big to announce Mm -hmm. but you couldn't get much bigger for them than saturday yeah so like who do you announce after arja kong like this is i I just think you've got to keep momentum going melina yeah i wouldn't be impressed you've got Um, to keep that momentum going and as we started talking about progress that is definitely something progress do progress are really uh, like i am endlessly critical about progress but one of the things that you can't say about them is that they rest on their laurels no like they've just been to australia they've announced dates in america they've got a German biggest, tour coming got up. A German tour coming up. They've got their biggest show ever in Manchester coming up. They've got their biggest show ever full stop coming up. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're not stopping. They're not slowing no. down. 
and I would just I would just love to see for Eve to um, try and follow that lead. Yeah. Um, and not you know be so stubborn that they can't grow beyond what they are because it's all well and good going once a year we're going to do a big show like that that's fine that is fine but like that doesn't necessarily show constant growth and they have grown so much Mm. so quickly yeah because it's only you know do you know what i went back and listened to our first episode about uh, maybe I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit our first episode about eve yeah which was my second eve show your first ever eve show and as much as we enjoyed it we had a lot of criticism yes um and weirdly i don't know if you remember it's two shows in one day and the yes. first show there was seating in the resistance oh, yeah. gallery yeah it was weird so it? you know imagine trying to squeeze some seats in there yeah. now it'd be ridiculous um and you can see like visible growth but you, you need to, that that growth needs to continue you can't mm. you can't get comfortable because people are going to like you're running month on month in the same venue eventually people might get bored of it especially seeing as you've got a lot of casual fans in yeah. there give them something new and something that looks bigger month on month Mm. Like you, you need to be constantly improving, especially when you're successful. Yeah. Um. I, it it was interesting going back and listening to that podcast. I'd like to just touch on that for a minute because I'd like to particularly call out um, uh, Emily Reed, somebody that we had. Um, like I think we, we praised a lot in that first episode, yeah. but we had some reservations on. And I know that we've had conversations. I know that personally I've had conversations with her about this. Um, but to look at Emily Reed now compared to February or March, wherever it was last year, like it's incredible. Like it's yeah. like it's almost like two different people. Do you know what? It's weirdly sometimes in wrestling, I feel proud of people for for things that have got absolutely nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, when Will Ospreay uh, first went to Japan, yeah, I felt really proud of him. Um, and the other example of that, when Emily walked out on that stage on Saturday night and held the attention of the crowd, um, half of whom, you know, aren't familiar with her, um, I was really proud. Yeah. Like that was amazing. Yeah. Emily, Emily was, was, yeah, it was her room. Yeah. And as much as we got to hear Dan Reed a lot and we didn't really talk about this, but there was a lot of weird stuff where they were cut into the they're obviously showing live on fight tv yeah so they're bringing the audio from that into the room um between matches and that was a bit weird but we didn't see dan no. all night he wasn't in he wasn't in the ring no um he wasn't on the stage no um it was emily's show and that was you know that was the right call to make Amazing. and it's a call that i think in 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 fairness in the most part they've they've run that way for quite some time mm-hmm. now dan kind of does a bit of a spiel at the beginning of the show and yeah, from he's then got to get on, his bit in any he... i don't blame him for and that. then from then on off you go it's yeah. it's the emily reed show yeah and I, I really yeah i just want to call out that yeah we had some constructive criticism of her back it, it last year that's gone now i think you know she is uh, as good uh an announcer as 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 anyone and yeah. she also s- steers clear of the um old brit rest 
trappings that some yeah. some announcers. Do. I mean, thinking about our previous Eve pods, most of our criticisms have gone, um, and I'd like to, I'd like to thank ourselves for, that. <laughs> um, for, for making Eve a much better yeah. place. Yeah, there um, were no lengthy promos. No, um, there were no. Uh, uh, the show ran as smoothly as you can when you're trying to take down a big cage. Yeah. Um, it was just great, really, wasn't it? And yeah. that's all down to us. Yeah. Yeah. So the consultants yeah. fee, uh, the invoices in the in the post. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this is was supposed to be a, a short yeah. podcast. It's actually um, our longest podcast for quite some time There's a lot now. to talk about. Yeah, there was a lot to talk about. So uh, maybe we'll do a short one later. Let's yeah. see. Um, so... We're going to get this up. This is Friday afternoon. We're recording this. Um, I say good evening at the beginning, but that's a lie. <laughs> um, and we are shortly going to be off to York Hall in uh, Bethnal Green once again uh, for Rev Pros. I don't. Even, I never pay attention to what epic Rev Pros, encounter. Epic encounter. It's an epic encounter. Uh, just don't even bother naming your shows. Like, does anybody go? You going to epic? You going epic encounter on Friday? Uh, well, not so much epic encounter. I think. Rev Pro do have a couple of shows where it'll be. I like, don't even. I just yeah. I'm going to Summer Rev Sizzler. Pro. Oh, you're going to York Hall. Uprising. Yeah, rubbish. They're all rubbish. <laughs> um, we're going to uh, see uh, Keith Lee and uh, Tom Hero Ishii beat each other up later. Yeah, and see Minoru Suzuki twist Chris Brooks into. Oh, I can't into wait. And ace shapes. Chris Brooks get beaten up again. I see Freddie Ahoy for the first time. I'm Fine. quite excited about that. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but fine. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have another pod up after midnight, no doubt. Yeah. Um, hopefully the show will finish relatively early. That'd be nice. Probably won't, though, will it? No, it starts at seven. So I'm I'm looking at half ten. Yeah. Okay, it's not too bad. No. Um, uh, so you had one you had a podcast yesterday. Um, go and listen to that if you haven't. Joe Ather... Ath- Ath- so again, Joe Atherton uh, interviewed David Starr at Super Strong Cell 16 weekend. It was a nice chat. Have you had a chance to listen to I it? I haven't yet. yet, but David no. Starr is a good egg. Yeah. Joe Atherton is a good egg. Yeah. So I can't imagine it'll be anything other than a good yeah, egg. Yeah, it was a fun. I think it might be his best yet. So right. have a listen to that. Um, obviously, we've got this, and then we're going to have a RevPro one. Who knows what happens after today? Um, mm. We'll get some content to you ears somehow. Yeah. Um, but... Until next time, go and join the Facebook group. Um, it's such a wonderful place to be, um, except when people are bitching about Eurovision. Get over I yourselves. I, anybody who likes wrestling yeah. can't criticise Eurovision. I mean, I guess to some extent, maybe I like it on an ironic level, but maybe not. Like, I don't know. I think for me, irony and enjoyment are... They're, they they're not mutually exclusive. No. Um, I like things sometimes which are viewed as bad. Yeah. Like I'll watch a bad movie and enjoy it on a certain level. Like it doesn't mean that I'm like going, oh, I only like this because it's rubbish. Hmm. Like I I can watch somebody be not very good at a singing competition and enjoy watching it. Yeah, there's also very many socio political reasons to watch Eurovision. It's mm. it's fascinating. I think it's one of the few places where we can really see the uk get put in their place yeah <laughs> um but yeah so i'll be watching that i'm not doing a podcast about eurovision though. it's a shame isn't it we yeah. should do but yeah 
Um, uh, but yeah, do whatever you need to do. I tell you what, join the Facebook group, yeah. and we'll do a love the graps, not my graps about Eurovision on the Facebook group. Okay, in, you, in words, you can, yeah. yeah. Um, but until next time, it's the middle of the afternoon on a Friday, and I didn't go to work today. Please, I may go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, for the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the world that we keep, we're just starfish on the beach.